Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Welcome once again to Hang On Soupy. I'm your host, Caleb Soupy Spinner, and today we are talking with Teddy Sawyer, the defenseman for the Ottawa 67s in the Ontario Hockey League, otherwise known as the OHL. Teddy, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great this morning, Caleb. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Can't complain, right? Great to hear. Life is good. Life is good. I've, I've known you for a long time. I know your story. I know how you turned from a AAA hockey player into a professional now in the OHL. But I want to tell that story, and that's why I have you on today. Yeah, that's awesome. Can't wait to get started. Really quick before we do this, I got to I gotta bring this up so we have it on record. How did you allow me to beat you so many times in NHL last night? Oh, you know, I'm getting warmed up. I'm getting back used to the to the PS4. I haven't played in a, while, a little while, so uh, we'll have to have a rematch soon. Well, to be fair, you've had a lot more on your plate. Uh, you haven't been playing virtual hockey. You've been playing real hockey or getting ready at least to play uh, real hockey as we'll be talking about in a minute here. So as I mentioned, I've always known you as a hockey player, you know, ever ever since, you know, I can remember you've played hockey. I don't believe I've ever asked you how that started. So at what age did you start playing hockey and when did you realize you wanted and were able to make a career out of it? So actually my sister was a figure skater when she was really young, probably like five or six. And when I was probably three or four years old, I was always at the rink watching her figure skate. And one of the parents in, in her group actually said that I should go over to the other side and play a little uh, like Todd hockey for the little, the little ones. And I actually ended up doing that and I loved it. So I, um, I kept playing there. I uh, went to my first um, travel team, as I would say, when I was six. And then I would say probably I, I didn't know and I wanted to make an actual career out of it until I was probably 13, 14 years old. So it took a little while, but I love it and kept with it. So it's what I'm doing. And in between that, I'm, I'm sure we're a couple, you know, games or times where you watched like NHL games and stuff like that, where you realize like, this is really cool. Like I want to, I want to become one of these guys when I get older. Oh yeah, definitely. Just going to the jackets games growing up. And actually my dad would travel for work a lot. So occasionally he would take me on the road with him and go to different cities like St. Louis, Chicago. And I, I just loved it. Loved being in the atmosphere and loved going to see the games. You played a lot of your triple A career in Columbus with the blue jackets. Tell me about the friends you made on that team and the experience you had during that time. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was definitely a great program. I, uh, I made a lot of good friends, still some that I keep in touch with. And then I, uh, eventually went up to Pittsburgh where I also made a lot of great friends that I still talk to almost all of them today. So friendships are key. I think, I think meeting all these people and you realize that hockey is such a small world. It, it all comes full circle in the end. So it's pretty cool to see. You talked about one of them who now plays uh, in the OHL, actually. He's the goalie for the Erie Otters, right? You mentioned him last night. Yes, yes, Aiden Campbell. He, uh, he's one of my buddies in Pittsburgh. I uh, got to know him him pretty well, so good luck to him with this upcoming season, too. Don't know what he's going through right now, but I imagine it's tough not playing. I always assume there's a, there's a fair amount of trash talk when, uh, when, they're, when the Otters are coming up on your schedule. Yes, yes, the Otters, and then uh, I have a buddy Ty Void on Sarnia, who I uh, played with in Pittsburgh as well. So uh, we give it back and forth to each other quite a bit. Now, that's extra incentive to win those games. You know, not only to set you up for the Memorial Cup, but also to win those games. How did you make the decision to forego traditional education and move to Pittsburgh to attend North Catholic High, a more sports-focused school? I think it was right around that time where I I knew I just. I loved hockey and I wanted to take a further step and 
there was such a great program Pittsburgh North Catholic was such a great school and it was linked to uh, an Excel hockey program where we would leave at 113 every day instead of 245 which was a, a nice agreement with the school and we would actually get bus straight to the rink and practice and work out and then just hang out at the rink for one or two more hours before our Penn's Elite practices at night so essentially two practices two workouts a day which it was tough but set me up for success. And of course, that move to Pittsburgh from Columbus required you to leave the AAA Jackets. How did you go about that process and how hard was it to say goodbye uh, to the team you'd spent so much of your life with? Yeah, it was it was definitely tough. I know there, I know there are a couple of uh, hurt feelings, um, which I, I feel bad about, but I know it, it really set on my career for success and it was a it was a great move for myself. And I think I think looking at it, there's nothing, nothing I would take back. And I'm very uh, happy with the decision I made and the support both in Columbus and Pittsburgh. But, you know, that's that's life. You know, you're not going to please everybody. And, you know, real teammates will recognize this is the best move for his career and I want him to be successful. So, you know, ultimately, I'm sure they'll come around if there are any still damaged feelings. I'm sure they'll come around. I'm sure they <clears throat> I'm sure they're tuning into all your OHL games and and they're still watching you play those. Yeah, 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 maybe that'd be uh, pretty cool. Sometimes I get uh, messages from people back in the day that uh, say they tune into a game or watched a game or fall in, so that's pretty cool, and I'm, uh, I'm glad to have their support. Let's get into that uh, OHL conversation, how you entered the league there. From the from the AAA Penguins, you were drafted into the OHL. I remember um, a little story about me. I was, I was tuck shopping for prom. And we we had your phone. Uh, we had the phone on live streaming the draft, and we'd watched it the morning. We'd put it on the TV. We had to leave to go to Dublin, so we were listening to it. And then in the, uh, I won't spoil this, but when you got drafted, we basically made a ruckus in the uh, in the in the store, uh, yelling, "Arcasi got drafted! He got drafted!" <laughs> uh, but what was the draft process like? And what other teams besides Ottawa? I assume Ottawa was interested in you. Uh, what other teams were, were talking with you entering the draft? So actually going into the draft year, I didn't know a lot about the OHL. And that was that was about the time where I was trying to pick a, a decision which path I wanted to take. But we actually played a tournament in Toronto called the Toronto Titans Tournament where it was, it was filled with OHL scouts and it was great exposure. And going to that tournament, I didn't even know that. And Later that week, Ottawa reached out. They were actually the first team that reached out. And then throughout the course of the year, probably probably a lot of other teams, maybe, maybe half the league reached out. And it was really just a process at that time, talking to everybody. I didn't know for sure. I was, I was talking. I went and visited Ottawa, Niagara, Kitchener, just to see their rooms, facilities, catch a game. And it was, it was all, all around a great experience. So um, I'm very pleased to be selected by the 67s. I think it's it's a first class organization and I, I wouldn't want anything else. The 67 selected you with the final pick in the third round. Tell me about getting that phone call. And then the, the thought that came into your head of I'm going to be a pro hockey player. Yeah, it was crazy. It was surreal. I, I remember us sitting on the couch with my parents and uh, my sister and didn't know what to expect rounds were passing by. I didn't know, didn't know if I was going to go or not. And then all of a sudden got the call and just, can't even explain it. I was beyond excited. I was pumped. I'm sure your uh, your uncle Drew or your your dad uh, was was fist pumping and you know doing doing that uh, the rock star slide across the floor and I'm sure <laughs> yeah. he was I'm sure he was causing all kinds of mayhem. Yes, uh, yeah, Lewis Center. Yeah, Lewis Center was excited that day. So pretty cool experience. 
last year was your first season with the OHL. You were a rookie. Um, I'm sure that was a massive change from the hockey you're used to. Tell me about the differences you found playing professional hockey versus AAA. Yeah, so just going up there right away into training camp, it was it was a uh, it was a big jump. They're they're a lot bigger, older, faster. It's it's like nothing I'd ever experienced before. So I think training camp, I really got my reality check and pushed the paces, and I got used to the speed, and then. All of a sudden, it was preseason time already, and I uh, was going into that, and I played preseason. I actually I actually learned a few things. I realized you couldn't lay up big open ice hits and not expect to get jumped. So had my first fight in my second preseason game um, against Evan Brand, who was six foot seven, and probably got the better end of it. But I know the the guys respect me for it, and I think that was a um, that was a key part of of my year and success for for gaining the respect and trust. So I know the coaching staff really liked it. But looking past that, I was playing with guys like Marco Rossi and Jack Quinn, who just went first round in the draft this year. And I think just looking at those guys, I've, I view them as role models and and huge assets to our team. And you see how much they compete in practice and their speed and their their compete level. So it's crazy to see every day these these guys on the ice. And it's something I really look up to and aspire to be someday. So I want to I want to zoom in on that picture that you just uh, painted for us and and talk about that fight because bigger, faster, stronger didn't discourage you from dropping gloves there. What what was it like? Because I I watched this video of I think it was a guy who took a cheap shot on you and then you dropped gloves with him. What went through your head when you got hit? When you decided to drop gloves and then when it was going? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> It's, it's, it's an adrenaline rush for sure. You, it happens so quick. You don't really know, but it's when it's over, I'd say during the fight, you, you don't, you don't really recognize if you're getting hit or, or what's hurting or not. It's, it's really, you're just hanging off for dear life, trying to, trying to get some revenge. I would say is I was pretty angry, pretty angry when I got hit by him, but I actually broke my finger in in that one. This was, this was later December. So I broke my finger in the hit and then I, I automatically dropped my gloves, not realizing that it was broken. And then next thing you know, I'm throwing hands with this guy, just trying to, trying to hang on and get the better end of it. It's that, uh, it's that time in the sin bin when you realize all the bruises that you're going to have and what's broken yeah. and what's not, right? The, yeah, all the right. teeth that you've lost. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I was feeling my jaw the next morning for sure. That's, <laughs> that was a big part. Did you have any trouble gelling with, you know, new country, new team? Do you have any trouble gelling with your new teammates? That luckily for me, I think, I think that was the best part is I stepped right in there and everybody came up, shook my hand, they agreed to me. And I, it was just an, an overall awesome group. I couldn't ask for anything else. I know, I know there's other teams in the league that aren't as, aren't as fortunate to have those things and such a great group of guys. And I'm just, I'm just lucky to be a part of what I was. It was, it was honestly amazing. I couldn't ask for a better group of guys and they all took me in and treated me like I'd been there forever. Now I mentioned new team, but also new country playing in the OHL meant you had to leave Lewis Center, Ohio and move to, you know, Canada, a foreign country, leaving your family, staying with a host family in Ottawa. What was that like, you know, adjusting to life in Canada, aside from what you had known all your life? Yeah, I would say I was I was pretty nervous going in living with my first host family, but once I got there, I realized that wow, it's it's just like my family back home. They really want the best for me. They love me. They took me in, and it's a great group of people. It's I couldn't ask for a, a better family to live with. They made my overall experience a really easy transition, and I just love being there. But other than that, we have great support groups at our school too. Our principals amazing. Our teachers are amazing. Academic advisor and our coaching staff, GMs. It's 
every, everybody's amazing trainers. It's every, everybody wants the best for you. So I think that's the key part. Now, talk to me a bit about that. What it was, what was the school transition like? Cause I know, you know, school in the U S did everything transfer cleanly to Canada? Were there any hiccups down the road? What was that like? Yeah, I would say everything transferred pretty smoothly. I would honestly say that the the schooling's a bit tougher up there. You gotta you gotta pay attention a little more, study a little harder. But yeah, it went pretty well. I, the big thing was the math. I I was a little behind in the math. They're they're a little advanced up there, but got used to it pretty quick and had amazing support throughout it all. That's always what you want to see. That 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 jump is is a long one, and it's always good that you have people there who are able to help you tackle that uh, as as the huge endeavor that it is. Talking about this season now with the OHL, the future of the season, like many others in pro sports at the start of the pandemic, is in jeopardy. You know, um, Ottawa just recently went into to lockdown even, which we'll talk about in a second here. What's the latest you and your team have heard from the OHL regarding the start of the season? Because I remember it was supposed to start in February and then this month long lockdown happened around Christmas. So I assume that date's pushed back. What's what have you guys been told about when the season's going to start this year. Right. So I'll kind of give you the the previous run back. So originally, if there was not the virus, we would have went into training camp late August. and But that obviously got moved back. And there, we were looking at a, a new November start date. And then closer to that date, it got pushed back to December 1st. And then mid-January. And then February. And as of now, about two weeks ago, there's no official start date as of now, but we still have high hopes. I'm, I'm thinking that everybody, everybody wants to get going. And I, I know that that's in the best interest of everybody. So hopefully, hopefully a late February, March start date would be amazing, but we're not for sure yet. I know we'll be learning a little more in the next week or two, but that would be, that would be ideal late February, early March start date. What's the what's the mood around the locker room? Do do, do people believe that they're going to have a season? Or is is there a little bit of back and forth going on? What what's the consensus in the locker room? I don't, there's there's no negativity for sure. I think everybody looks at the positive upside and and really just wants to believe that we will play. I know not playing a game in almost a year is crazy. Leaving two weeks into March last year, and then we're creeping up on that. So. I know everybody just wants to have high hopes and get a season. And I think, I think all we can do is believe that we will. As I mentioned, just a few weeks, uh, a few weeks ago around Christmas, Ottawa went down into a one month lockdown uh, due to the COVID pandemic. You were able to move back home uh, to Lewis Center where things are open a little more in the U.S. than they are in Ottawa. Your teammates probably will not be able to work out at least how they normally do for a little while. You're still able to more or less go to rinks, lift at home, you know, do your conditioning, stuff like that. What do you got? What do you guys do though to stay in touch? Because part of it is working out your bodies. Part of it's also working out your chemistry. You know, if you guys can't gel on the ice, you're gonna lose no matter how good you are. So how do you guys stay in touch over this time? Exactly. So throughout the entire summer, we had two two to three hour Zoom calls every Wednesday, and then we we had that all until December actually, and we actually just took a little break. For, uh, for the holidays, but we're back on the uh, every Wednesday Zoom calls. And then we have our decor, which are the defensemen on our team. We have Zoom calls periodically throughout the week with our defensive coach. And every, everybody's great about keeping in touch. We we text each other. We have we have our group chats. We all we're all uh, messing around in there, giving it to each other. But uh, but yeah, I think we're, we're such a tight group. I, I don't think we have to worry about chemistry. That's good. To, that's a good position to be in that you guys are so are such good friends 
and good teammates that, you know, chemistry just comes naturally. And of course, making the jump to the pros means appearing in games that the pros appear in. You have been in NHL 20 and now 21. Now you actually have your picture in 21. Uh, as a rookie, they don't put your picture in in uh, NHL 20. What's it like playing a game that you've played for a long time, but now seeing yourself in the game? Yeah, it was actually crazy. I remember the first time my buddy, uh, my buddy, not a, a non-hockey player, actually sent me a picture playing with me, and I was pretty shocked. I thought I thought that was pretty cool. I didn't I didn't realize I was in the game at first, and then it's it's a it's a pretty cool experience to say you're in a in a video game. But I uh, I don't play with myself too much because I'm a uh, not not so high of an overall. But what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? It's fun. It's fun to play. Fun to watch. So pretty cool. Hopefully in uh, NHL 22, the uh, EA Sports will figure it will fix the blatant disrespect of putting Teddy Sawyer at a 50 overall. What is that? Come on. Hopefully. Maybe maybe we're a little biased here as to what as what your rating should be. Maybe maybe just a bit. I think you should be the youngest player ever to have to enter the 99 club. But that's just me. That's just me. Okay. That was great. Ovechkin can be the cover athlete, but he's got to be at least a couple overall lower than you. Yeah, maybe, maybe I can be in the background or something. <laughs> in the background. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guess what? I was the background cover athlete. Yeah. <laughs> How much clout that would bring. <laughs> Next year, though, you are able to enter the NHL draft. You will become uh, a member of the league where all of those big names play, the cover athletes like Ovechkin play. What is, you know, what's what's going through your head that, you know, you will be able to have a chance to play in the league that you've grown up watching your entire life. I just got to take one step at a time. And I know every day I, I have to do what I do to get better. I have a schedule routine and I obviously think about that quite a bit, but I can't, uh, I can't jump to conclusions. I can't, I can't focus on it. I just got to take one day at a time. And right now just look at this upcoming season so far, because most importantly, we just got to have our team win and then team success can lead to individual success. Yeah. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. I will, I'll spin it this way. I'll use a hockey term. Don't count your teeth before the game. You might not have them all at the end of yeah. it, especially if you're playing Teddy. Drop oh, the gloves, yeah. baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Last thing I'll ask you here, what's next for you going forward in the in the OHL? Is there you know, a, a milestone you're, you're close to reaching? Is there a goal you have for your season? What's next for you? Um, Personally, just on the team, I, I just want to improve my play and hopefully earn some more ice time. I think I think that's the biggest thing. Just work hard, earn ice time, contribute to the team. And if I contribute on and off the ice, I can play a bigger role in the team and just step into those into those roles and overall help help the team win. My men's glee uh, conductor likes to use this term when the world writes itself uh, in terms of when COVID goes away. So when the world writes itself, you bet I will be up in Ottawa cheering you on. Uh, of course, we'll be watching the games if and when the season is able to happen. We'll be live streaming them, doing whatever we need to do to watch Teddy. Teddy, thanks so much for, to- for coming on to this show. I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me and telling your story. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. That was a blast. Thanks, Soup. Make sure you're always tuning in on Fridays for Hang On Soupy. The podcast releases Wednesday, and then the video version releases on YouTube and Instagram on Friday. So make sure you're checking in with that. The podcast released on Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio.com, the home of SGSR and Ohio State Athletics. But until then, I'm Caleb Spinner. That's the show. We're out of here.